Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host and co-founder of the website, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good buddy, co-host and co-founder of the website, Adam Conradi. And Adam, it's been a it's been a fun week, although some bad news, right? You know, a little bit before we started recording, bad news for your Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but I mean, we're we're it's it. We both realized this. It was kind of like a light bulb moment right before we hit the record button. Um, we're entering the last week of football. I thought I thought we had two more weeks, but we're entering the last week. We know the playoff matchups. We're going to talk about the playoff matchups. But Adam, how are you doing today? I, I mean, I'm excited. It's 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 getting cold and it's playoff time. Yeah, we're into the last week of the regular season. It's the it's the times you really get excited for. As you said, we have all the playoff matchups. We're going to give you previews of all of them. And we just could not be more excited uh, going into this week. And uh, as we record this, Lloyd and Holmes are playing right now. So uh, they're in their last game of the regular season. Lloyd is currently up 7-6 to six late in the first quarter in that one. Mm-hmm. One of the games that we've had uh, circled on our schedules for a very long time, Lloyd versus Holmes. And as you just said, the juggernauts with a one point lead there. Really exciting times. That That's just a game I think we're excited because both teams are pretty similar, different classes. But it's definitely going to be a great test for both of them as they head into the playoffs. But before we can talk about the playoffs, before we can talk further about this week's slate of games, let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back uh, last week. Beachwood opened up the Thursday slate with a 57-0 senior night win over Newport. Chase Flaherty had 45 rushing yards and four touchdowns. Everything was fine, but of course, there also came the news that Mitchell Berger is done for the year. He, I believe, tore his ACL, or I don't know the exact injury off the top of my head, so I'm not trying to spread misinformation by any means, but it does sound like he's out for the year. Adam, just uh, that's a huge loss for Beachwood. Yeah, you, you can't overestimate how big of a loss that is for them. Obviously, they did bounce back to a huge win this week, uh, 57-0 over Newport, but I mean, it, it's going to be tough losing your 1,000-plus yard running back this late in the season. Got to get a bunch of guys. Uh, they, I know they have a few other running backs uh, that have gotten a lot of carries this year, but I mean, you're really going to have to increase the workload, and it's it's going to be interesting for Beachwood. I, I know Mayfield's uh, looking very good this year, uh, as long as as well as LCA. So it's going to be a tough road for Beachwood to the finals now that we know that Berger's out. And before then, I, I think we both thought that uh, if this was Beachwood's uh, state title to lose. And now it's it's a little bit more of a toss up. I, I still think the Tigers can get it done, but yeah, I mean, you can't emphasize how big of a loss that is. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree that it's it's going to change it's going to change a lot of things. But I guess on the offensive side of the ball, we're gonna we're gonna see who steps up, and I, it, it looks like so far they're just spreading the wealth a little bit, which is very typical of Beachwood. So we're gonna see, but they have a, they have a big test to uh, against a fellow one A or ex- excuse me, they have a big test against a former fellow one A opponent, and it'll be a big test for Beachwood to see kind of how they respond uh, without Berger. It's a very similar opponent to who they're gonna face as they get deeper into the playoffs, but. As you said, before it was Beachwoods to lose. Now it's Beachwoods in the conversation, but it's a conversation now. So really interesting to follow that storyline. Great crossing, defeated Grant County, 42-0. Big win there for GC against GC. Lloyd defeated Holy Cross, 47-13. Caden Zalager 
doing his thing, 128 rushing yards on 14 carries and two scores. Cuffcath, they had another, they had a also a senior night win, 42 to three over Connor. But Adam, a little bit of injury news for the Colonels. Uh yeah. It, uh showing up to the game on Friday night. Evan Pitzer had his arm in a sling and did not play against Connor. So that that's a big loss, losing your quarterback this late in the season for Cuffcath. Uh not sure if he's going to be back for their uh uh state game next week, but I mean another big loss. I mean, it's a bad time of the season to start uh picking up a lot of injuries and that's what we're seeing trending in Northern Kentucky right now. And it's not great. It's not great. Definitely not great. So we're going to have to see, but um, is, is Cuff cats, the other quarterback who was going back and forth with Pitzer and the job, the quarterback that came in, who, what was his Zachary Roberts? Mm. Uh, is he, yes. is he healthy or is it someone else? Oh, Zachary Roberts is starting for Cubcalf. Uh This past week in their win over Connor, he went 13 of 17 for 250 yards and three touchdowns. So he had a very, very impressive game against Connor. But yeah, obviously is not as experienced as Pitzer at this point. Uh, I believe he also played in the elder game once Pitzer got hurt. Yes, he went five of eight, uh, didn't do much in that game, but. So he's played in a few games this year at quarterback. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, I mean, after losing your top receiver in Willie Rodriguez, now losing your quarterback, uh, things aren't trending the right way in uh, at Cub Calf right now. But mm-hmm. can never count out the Colonels come playoff time. So we'll see what they can pull together. Yeah, exactly. If there's one thing Eddie Eviston knows how to do, he knows how to make his team perform. And I mean, not even to say punch above its weight because they definitely have the talent, but uh, perform despite adversity. But we'll talk about it in a second. But of course, they also have a huge test tomorrow, uh, which will be very entertaining to watch. Holmes, uh, we just talked about them before they kicked off, obviously, couple of minutes before we started recording they defeated scott 44 to 6 a huge win for the bulldogs in district play marion arnold he got some love on uh, the local news stations uh, he had 119 rushing yards and a score curtez hill 65 rushing yards and a touchdown as well so a big win for holmes again they're playing right now in what could be a chance for them to go on a little bit of a keep their run continuing going into the playoffs but we'll see if who wins that one Campbell and, County uh, defeated Dixie Heights. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, and uh, as we'll talk about later in the episode, but Holmes, this game against Scott against Lloyd tonight uh, is big for their playoff seating uh, for next week. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, that's yeah, that's obviously there's there's a couple of there's two teams. I think I, I was we we're going through the playoff matchups before and they definitely want to win this one. So that way they don't have to face some of the tougher teams. But Moving on, Campbell County 49, Dixie Heights 19. We showed Dixie some love in our poll last week, you know, keeping them in there because we talked about how tough their schedule was, but losing by 30 to Campbell County is going to justify some of the comments that were left on that Instagram post. Nathan Smith for the Camels rushed for 206 yards, 20 carries, and four touchdowns. Joseph Amato, 97 yards and two touchdowns. That's, that's what it takes to get it done. Camels rolling on. Dayton. Congratulations. Maybe maybe it's that 859 insider luck. Dayton 28, Ludlow 21. Uh, Dayton getting a big River City rivalry win. That also means Dayton gets to host a playoff game, which if you listen to our last episode, which you can check out on Spotify, we talked to Landon Hopper, and according to him, it was the first game, and I think he said in probably or some, somewhere around 20 years, but it's definitely the first time in a long time that Dayton will host a playoff game. 
but Mr. Hopper, 178 yards on the ground and one touchdown. He also decided, hey, I might play basketball this winter. I can take videos and highlight reels. I'm also going to play quarterback too this fall. He went one for one for 85 yards and a score. And obviously his two touchdowns, a huge difference in the Green Devils' big win over Ludlow. Um, next, Highlands, 34, Cooper, 5. Did we find out if that was a scoregami? I know people were looking. I, I think it wasn't a scoregami, but Adam, what, what was the scoregami update on the 35 or 34 to 5? Uh, I saw a few tweets and uh, somebody clarified. Uh, I believe it was Chad Blue or Nate Bryan on Twitter that they said this happened twice in the NFL era. So in the NFL, it's not considered a scoregami, but in Kentucky high school football, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's going to take a lot of combing through and a lot of research to find out if that's a scoregami in Kentucky, but never doubt the power of Nate Bryan, honestly. So <laughs> if there's anybody that's going to figure out him or Troy Howell or some of the KHSA historians, we'll find that out. But Brody Benke went 11 of 24 for 134 yards. He did throw a pick. He didn't have any throwing touchdowns, but he had two scores on the ground and 71 yards to uh, go with it as well. Davis Burley, he had a de- he had a couple field goals as well that put him over the uh, line to become the single season record for most field goals for in Highlands program history. So congratulations to him. Next, Walton Verona, 35, Trimble County, 8. Walton Verona moving to 5-0 and in district play. Bearcats also 8-2 and now. Carroll County with a rivalry win over Gallatin County, 42-14. And then last but certainly not least, Adam, the one that was on TV. It was, I mean, you got to love it when they're on TV, but Simon Kenton, 38, Ryle, 31. I mean, just talk about how huge of a win that is for the Pioneers. Yeah, that's a massive uh, 6A win for the Pioneers. Uh, looks like Chase Crone is back to being at full health right at the right time for the Pioneers. He went 11 for 24 for 193 yards and two scores. Did have one interception, but he ran for 180 yards on the ground and two more touchdowns. So four total touchdowns out of your quarterback, your uh, school record holder, holder in passing yards. And then their trusted running back, Jaden Lawson, who's been coming on and uh, late in the season, also coming off an injury from earlier in the year. He seems to be coming into form 129 rushing yards and a touchdown for him. And Chase Williams, one of the top receivers in Northern Kentucky, just continues to get it done. 125 receiving yards on seven catches and a touchdown for him. And uh shout out to Mark Ober, uh, 10 total tackles and one tackle for a loss on the defensive side of the ball for SK. Uh, Ryle has a tough matchup that we'll talk about later. They've uh, co- they're hosting Covcath this week. I believe all of their uh, playoff matchups are already set, but that's still a big game just for uh, bragging rights in Northern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Definitely. that's that, that rivalry has grown, especially right. I think when we were in high school, that rivalry just kind of took off, especially on the football side of things. So a really interesting one there in Union. But speaking of playoffs, you want to talk some playoff matchups? Let's run through them. Playoffs? Playoffs. I, I think we're. I think it's time. It's the postseason, almost. I guess in a couple of days, it'll be officially be postseason time, where teams are either they're practicing for the last time or it's survive in advance. Um, so first off, in one A, we'll go in. You know, from low to high, Eminence, zero and nine. They'll face NCC. I don't know if I. I don't. I wonder what their plan is for the playoffs. Is uh for 
for how they host the games. I wonder if they have a deal or if their deal with CuffCath was contingent on playoffs. I know TMU has been letting them use the field, but NCC nonetheless hosting a winless eminence team. Ludlow will travel to the state capital. They'll face Frankfurt. Berea will come up to the river. They will play Dayton. And then Fairview will take on Bishop Brossert, who Brossert, I think, is they're really getting ready. I think they can make a serious run, especially if their offense can get things together and their defense can um, just remain strong as it always is. And then, of course, if they're kicking game, if their kicker's just going to sink 35 yard game winners, that is, that's going to help. 2A, Trimble County, Gallatin County, or Shawnee, depending on how that shakes out, because Shawnee defeated Gall or defeated Gallatin County. Gallatin County defeated Trimble County. And then Shawnee also defeated Trimble or they lost to Trimble County 26 to 2. So it's of course it's just a, a big mess. But nonetheless, one of them is going to face Beachwood. And no disrespect, Beachwood's probably good no matter what. Holy Cross will travel to Carrollton. They'll face Carroll County. Newport will face Walton Verona. I'm going to go ahead and say this, Adam. If they're, I, I'm not going to say upset alert, but I really think that game could be awfully close or yeah, a lot closer. Yeah, that's a tough matchup for Walton Verona in the first round after an 8-2 and two regular season record. Mm-hmm. And Nate and Newport, obviously, they fell last week to Beachwood by nearly 60 points. They lost to Holy Cross by four. They've... Uh, they beat Bellevue, they beat Pendleton County, they beat Bishop Rossert, but we'll see. They they did, you know, I guess lose by 16 to NCC, and Walton Verona lost to NCC by 19. So transfer to property, whatever the spread is, Hammer Newport. Uh, but no, that's gonna. I mean, that's gonna be a great game either way. Um, Owen County will face Lloyd, and that wraps up 3A action, and then 4A is <laughs> it's just a giant mess because the seeds aren't set quite yet. So Rowan County, Scott and Holmes are still to be decided. And the four seed will play Lexcath. The three seed will play Boyle County, who are, I think both have eight wins apiece. And then the two seed will face Bourbon County. So <laughs> it's, it, it's, it'll be, it's still TBD, I believe. But nonetheless, um, gonna be gonna be really interesting to see what happens. And as you said, Lloyd versus Holmes will have implications on that. So again, we'll have to see what happens, how that shakes out. We'll definitely keep you guys updated. Five A Montgomery County will face Highlands. Highlands eight and two. Cooper Adam <laughs> Cooper's a really talented team, but getting the short end of the stick here, they have to face Scott County. What does what does Cooper have to do to? to grab a win over one of the better teams in the state. Yeah. Cooper, their five and four record does not speak for what they uh, have done this year. They've played a very, very tough schedule. So I, they've shared a lot of highs and a lot of lows this year, but overall it looks like their defense uh, seems to be rounding into form uh, at this point in the season. I know they had a tough game against Highlands this past year, but Nobody in Northern Kentucky has been able to stop Highlands offense so far this year. So I think that says more about Highlands than it does about Cooper. And I mean, it, it, it's going to be a first playoff start for freshman quarterback Cam O'Hara. Uh, I, I think Cooper has a fighting chance in this one. I know Scott County is definitely going to be the favorite in this one coming in at eight and one, but I would not count out the Cooper Jags just yet. I mean, they're one of the, 
they're they're gonna be a very scrappy team, and I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, made this one a close game or even pulled it out at Scott County. It'll definitely be a very fun game to watch, and as you said, it, it's definitely definitely one that Cooper can definitely escape Scott County with a potential upset. Connor will travel and face undefeated Frederick Douglas. Will be a tough one for the Cougars. But here's a very interesting one that again kind of caught both of us by surprise. Great Crossing, who's seven and two, they will come up to Park Hills and face Cuffcath, who was also seven and two. Great Crossing, their two losses were both blowouts. They lost 54-0 to Frederick Douglas and 43-0 against Scott County. So speak of the devil or devils plur. So I mean, that's that's just t- no matter what, it's a seven two record. But I think Cuffcath still should handle things. Great crossing, uh, se- nonetheless, seven wins is still impressive. It seems like their offense knows how to knows how to score the ball. They scored thirty points on a couple occasions. They opened the season with a sixty to thirteen win. But uh, that's going to be a tough one for Cuffcath. They definitely won um, to start out. Especially, it's it's good that they're home though. I think Eddie Evison, Coach Evison, will. Love having that, but last again, but certainly not least, six A, three and six Marshall County. They'll come up and play six and three Simon Kenton. Campbell County will have to travel to Louisville and face Trinity, so a tough one there. But the Camels know how to beat some of the better teams in the state. They, as as we know, they took down GRC, Dixie Heights. They will face Ballard, and then Eastern will face Ryle. So. Uh, Adam, I guess it's it's time to start asking these questions, but we, we mention it when we bring up these teams, but who are the teams in Northern Kentucky you see, and I'm, I think you know where I'm going with this, who you see making a run for state. So, so in the state conversation, which teams are in the hat? Uh, well, starting with uh, Class 1A, I mean, Newcalf. I, I believe they lost in the state semis uh, last season, and they returned a lot from that team. They're 8-1. and one. Uh, this season, and they face a tough Beachwood opponent this week. But I mean, facing a really good team right before the playoffs—that's going to make you a better team going in. You're—they're not going to see anybody who's nearly as tough as Beachwood in, in Class A, in my opinion. And I think NCC can make a run this year. I know, I—I uh, I believe they're top four in pretty much every poll in uh, Class A right now. So they're. I don't think they're one in any, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Brads went on a run and won, won a title this year, at least made it to the final four again. Uh, Rosser also has a chance to make a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, their offense hasn't been incredible this year, but as you mentioned, Tyler Smith has just been banging uh, long field goals. So if you have that in any close game, that is a weapon that you uh, you really, really need, and that is awesome to have on your team, and he's going to win you many close games. Uh, in 2A, as we already mentioned, Beachwood Tigers. Obviously a huge loss not having Mitchell Berger going into this, but still 8-1, and one, still have an absolutely loaded roster for 2A. I uh, haven't even mentioned Antonio Robinson in the past three or four episodes, I feel like. That's because nobody's throwing to him in uh, any of their games. I, I saw some graphic. He's only been targeted like 15 times this year. He's Given up like one catch for eight yards, just absolutely ridiculous numbers. So that's why we haven't been hearing much about him because he's just been shutting everybody down. Uh, so yeah, look for Beachwood to make a long run. And on the other side of two A, don't sleep on Lloyd. Don't sleep on Lloyd. Uh, no, nope. they have 
Yeah, I mean, they've got a a relatively easy matchup against Owen County in the first round. Uh, not not a great matchup, but then after that, I mean, they've got a top 10 or top 8 RPI, so they're going to get good matchups. They'll probably avoid Beachwood until at least the Elite Eight. I, I could see Lloyd going on a bit of a run this year. Uh, the only problem is they're going to have to face Beachwood at some point. Uh, but, yeah, look out for the Jugs. Uh, and in 5A... I mean, the hottest team in Northern Kentucky right now, uh, the Highlands Bluebirds. I mean, these guys have just been putting up crazy numbers the past eight games after starting off 0-2. They've just been blowing out opponents. The best opponents in Northern Kentucky also. I mean, Cooper, Connor, Cubcath, uh, Simon Kenton. It, it doesn't matter who they're facing. They've just been putting up crazy stats. And I look for that to continue. Uh Frederick Douglas is obviously going to be a tough one, uh, undefeated so far this year. But uh, with uh, what they've done this season, winning the district, they've got a nice matchup going into the playoffs. So they shouldn't have to face them until the Elite Eight of the semis, I believe. Uh, and then in 6A, uh, Simon Kenton, I, I feel like they can go on a bit of a run uh, with their matchups. Uh I believe they might have to face Trinity in the second or third round, which could be a tough one, but I don't know. Simon Kenton's been looking pretty good, and uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Definitely hit the nail on the head there, Adam, but a couple games that we're looking forward to this week, just real quick before we move on to a couple of other sports. Holmes versus Lloyd, again, we just talked about that throughout this episode. That already kicked off. Beachwood facing Newport Central Catholic. That's one as at Cuffcath. So interesting there. Ludlow versus Holy Cross. That'll be a, a good game. Kind of a good test to see, you know, can either one of them find some momentum and pull off an upset next week? Cuffcath versus Ryle. We talked about that. That's just going to be a huge game. Surely to be a packed house in Union. And last but certainly not least, undefeated Woodford County. One of the, again, a team competing for a state title potentially. They're going to face Simon Kenton. So the pioneers are just adding test after test after test. But let's talk about the other football boys and girls soccer. Those state tournaments are going on as we speak. Boys soccer, Ryle, they won the region. Uh, the Raiders getting it done. I mean, Ryle soccer just knows, knows how to get the results there. If it's not Cuffcath, it's most likely Ryle because Ryle beat Cuffcath in the regional championship 2-0. So again, just a uh, a good a good uh well that one actually again speaking of games that kicked off Ryle versus Dunbar kicked off 20 minutes ago so the semi state semifinal number two because the winner plays Louisville say next that one again began down at Frederick Douglass High School and then on the girls soccer side Highlands they won the region a bit of a surprise there they defeated Notre Dame at uh, in route to a regional title. I mean, it's just a game where you don't really expect Notre Dame or, you know, that's just, it's, it's just a region where you don't expect Notre Dame to ever lose, but um, Highlands won three, two, they are, excuse me, two, two, they won in penalties. And then in the 10th region, Bishop Brossert, they got it done. They defeated Campbell County or excuse me. No, they beat Campbell County. Yes. They be- defeated. Sorry. I, I got to mix up. Look at their schedule. They lost to Campbell County in the district championship Two nothing, and then they came back and won one zero in the region championship. Adam, I think we know which one we'd rather win there. Uh, then they came out and won a state game against East Carter two nil, but then they fell to Lexington Catholic three nil. Who 
also defeated Highlands. So congratulations to the Lady Stangs and congratulations to the Bluebirds and also congratulations to Ryle because they're still doing their thing as of right now. So it'll be interesting to see what comes from there. And then in volleyball, Notre Dame, they just won the region today. They defeated Ryle. They took down defending state champion St. Henry in the semifinals. But Notre Dame, pandemonium, as they said on Twitter, they uh, take another regional title. So to add to their trophy case, which I'm sure probably extends throughout their entire school. And then to wrap things up, Adam, you got to love this because this truly is a segment that we're just going to have to talk about now. But what is the EJ Walker update? Uh, yeah, so uh, Minnesota's Ben Johnson uh, was in to uh, for Lloyd practice today. And immediately at the end of practice, he offered EJ Walker a scholarship to Minnesota. So I believe that's his third Power 5 offer, uh, fourth if you count the Big East and Xavier. So I, I believe it's his 12th Division One offer overall. Uh, so, yeah, he just continues to keep racking up the offers, and he's poised for an absolutely huge sophomore season this year. And, I mean, basketball is only a few weeks away. Uh, end of November, uh, it's coming up. Uh, getting really very excited. excited. I think uh, practices have already started uh, about that time of year. Uh, football playoff time going right into basketball. Very exciting time of the year. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, the, co- the college game is obviously starting too uh, soon. So we're going to have updates about all of the former NKY players going. Of course, one of them, Kunkel's still at Xavier, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, he was at Media Day. So, um, of course, Cooper's own Adam Kunkel will be there. Um, right across the river, so it'll be very easy to keep tabs on him. Thomas and Walt, Moore and Walton Verona's own uh, uh Miles. Uh, for whatever reason, I had in my mind that he transferred, but I, I think I got him and Dante Allen. Yep, sorry, I, I was blanking on that for a second. Thank you for the save. Pendleton County's Dante Allen transferring to Western, so I get them mixed up a little bit, but yeah, co- I mean, college is going to start soon. We also got the TMU boys, um, the, the MSJ guys, so. We're going to have a lot of fun this season. But, Adam, any any closing remarks? Uh, you've left out the NKU Norse as well. Uh, Sorry. I, dude, what am I doing? I'm I'm just yeah. all over the place, man. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What are the what are the bigger stories that's happening in the Horizon League right now? Sam Vincent. I, I can't believe it. Oh, man. I got I to gotta get back in my basketball mind. But oh, that, actually, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a quick aside, I saw the Louisville Courier-Journal posted an article in the in the tweet said something about do do you hear that Kentucky is in a basketball state think again or whatever and I just thought has anybody ever questioned if Kentucky is a basketball state because the tweet was pretty much implying that I think just stoops oh yeah yeah exactly yeah Bob Stoops probably not a fan but of course it's always good when you're a division one institution paying two coaches millions of dollars to publicly fight each other but it's always a good look go cats I guess but um I guess that's it. That wraps everything up Uh, for Adam Conradi. I'm Noah Ziegler. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.